Hello. How are you? I hope you're doing well. It's Wendy, and this is another episode of I Love You, Please Stop, and other things I say to myself and my cat. You guys, today we are talking about feelings. Mm. And are we all excited to see how this shakes out? Because I cry when we're talking about thoughts and the matrix. So who knows what's going to happen now that we're talking about emotions. Mm, Love it. I actually might not cry today because I cried a lot yesterday. Like many hours I cried. It was a big cry day for me. And I think it's good to take those. If you haven't had one in a while, please indulge yourself. It's really, it's just nice to get that shit out. And that's, it's interesting. That's not why we're doing this topic today. But when I was researching this, and by researching, I mean making notes like a schizophrenic person all over my apartment, I started doing the meditative practice that we are going to do today. And it works. And it was really helpful. It was really helpful. And just heads up, when you start digging deeper, to find the root cause of these waves of emotion, these emotional responses that you have to things. When you take an honest look and take ownership for your part in what's causing these emotional reactions and responses in your body, uh, spoiler alert, it gets a little bit more emotional. So prepare for that, but keep doing it because you push through and when you come to the other side, it's nice. There's a sense of peace. And again, let me just, let me start reading the text before I start referencing something that uh, you have not heard. So we're reading from the book, Living a Life of Awareness. We're on page 70. The title of this practice is called Feel Your Emotions. Let's see if I can read without any weird breaks um, where I just hallucinate that there's a comma and there definitely is not one. Okay, here we go. Feel your emotions. While your emotions are genuine and no one can say how you ought to feel, It's important to remember that what triggers those feelings may not always be real. Emotions are like a car alarm. They keep you present and are a beautiful way to uncover those little agreements, conditions, distortions, and wounds that your storytelling is trying to hide. An emotional reaction is an invitation to remove something from hiding and reevaluate it. Rejecting your emotions is simply an attempt to cover up old wounds. Mmm, heavy, right? Here's the practice, which we'll do later. We're not going to start meditating right now. Uh, The practice. The next time you have an emotional reaction to something, rather than denying or attempting to cover up your emotions, say to yourself, this is my truth, and now I'm reacting to it. With that statement alone, you are no longer using your energy to deny the truth, but opening the door to healing and releasing instead. Got it? Woo! Okay. Mm. You can see why I cried for, for, again, multiple hours. Multiple hours yesterday. The thing I find interesting about thoughts versus feelings is that feelings are the real things. Thoughts may not always be factual information, even though thoughts are presented to us as fact. Okay. Does that make sense? So thoughts, whether they're coming from an outside source or your brain is generating them, they present themselves as factual statements. We've used the example before of ad reads when a company is trying to sell you something. They don't say, like, for example, this um, stuff that cures or whatever prevents male pattern baldness. Okay. The ad reads are not, hey, if you're going bald and it doesn't bother you, great, move on. Some people that don't really like it, you might want this product. No, no, no. An ad read says, 
If you're bald, you're a piece of shit. Everyone hates going bald. It makes them self-conscious and makes them feel old and unlovable. That's, I mean, that's hyperbolic, but that's how ads are presented. Pay attention when you're listening to and watching ads. They're presenting themselves to you as facts, and they're not saying, hey, if you're self-conscious about this and you want this product, or if it's something you might like, they are presented to you as you need this, everyone else has it. If you don't have it, you are just fucking out of it, and you're probably going to die alone. Pay attention to that. So those are presented as factual statements. Whereas feelings, we tend to brush off and they're almost um, disregarded, okay? Feelings tend to be associated, not to get into like gender norms, but if we're being honest, feelings are most often associated with girls on their period. Or like, I haven't eaten for a few hours, my blood sugar is low, okay? And, and that's actually the opposite. Feelings are real. If you feel something, that's real, babe. If you are feeling something, that is a real feeling to you. And and I'm going to use a little bit of a different analogy. The text says a feeling is like a car alarm. I like to think of it as a check engine light. So when a feeling wells up inside of you, don't brush it off like, oh, whatever, I'm just being emotional. Yeah, okay, true. You are being emotional for a reason. There's a reason. We don't just get sad for no reason. You're not just at the beach or having a great day and all of a sudden start fucking crying for no reason. You might start crying out of the blue, but uh, guess what? That's not for no reason, baby. There's a reason behind it. There's a reason underneath that emotion. And this practice is going to help us go one step deeper and find the reason and address it. Okay, the same way as when your check engine light goes off in your car. You don't just ignore it. I mean, you can. Again, you always have a choice. You can choose to ignore the check engine light. And I have done this before when I was a car owner. I'm like, yeah, it's probably nothing. And you just keep driving. Well, if at some point you don't check it, your shit's going to be so fucked that you can't drive the car anymore. And yeah, in this analogy, the car is your body. You will not be able to get from point A to point B. Okay, let's expand this car analogy. Let's expand it all the way. Okay? If your body is the car, I like to think of... Hmm, let's see if I can pull this out of my ass. I made notes, but who knows? <laughs> but bear with me here. If you're trying to go somewhere, right? And this is what we're talking about in our lives. If you're in a place in your life where you're not stoked, you don't you would like a different relationship status, whether you're stuck in a relationship where you're unhappy or you've been alone for a long time and you're like, I fucking don't want to be alone anymore. I don't like this. I'm done. You don't like your job. You want to move. You just want to, or you just want to feel happy. Okay, you're unhappy with your body. Physically, you're like, oh, okay, I'm really going to get in shape this week. Going to start this week. Whatever it is. If you have a goal in mind and you're trying to get there, it's like planning a road trip. We've talked about this. You have to make a plan. So we're mapping out how do we get from where we are now to where we want to be. Great. We're going to stick with this analogy. So let's say where you are now, if you're unhappy, you're in like a rock quarry, right? So your Jeep is in this rock quarry. You've been there for, could be a week, could be... 27 years, but you've been there and every day wake up and a lot of times you're like, oh, it's fine. I like it here. But sometimes you're like, man, I like to go to the beach. And then you think about going to the beach and you map out the, you know, you map out directions. You're like, oh, this is, is going to take like a month. And that's just the driving. 
It's going to take, I don't know how long to dig myself out of what has become this weird like sand pit. And I'm surrounded by these giant rocks. So even if I wanted to go like, yeah, I know how to get to the beach, but it's going to take a long time to dig my, my Jeep out of, you know, wherever the fuck it's stuck. And that's frustrating. And that goes back to it's difficult. It's not impossible. It's doable. It's going to take work and it's going to take time, but it's doable. Okay. Are we all on board with this analogy? (laughs) Great. (laughs) So when we're talking about thoughts, thoughts, I imagine those as the rocks. Those are the big boulders blocking your path. Okay. And those can be thoughts that are maybe right up against the car, right? Maybe you put these big boulders there because you needed protection because you're like, I don't know if any bad guys are going to try to come and break into my car in the middle of the night while I'm just parked in this desert for no fucking reason. So I'm going to put these big boulders to hide my car so no one can get to me. So maybe you put some of the boulders there or maybe some of these boulders are blocking your path to get to the roadway. So, right, you need to get to the highway to get the fuck out so you can start making your way to the beach. But you're like, yeah, there are a bunch of boulders, like, blocking my path to even get to the road. So, uh, I mean, I could move them, but it seems like a lot of work. Whatever, I'll just stay here. It's fine. I'll, I'll be dead one day. So <laughs> maybe I can just sleep it off until then, right? But those boulders... Those, I imagine, are the thoughts, those fearful, limiting thoughts, the things that pop up pretty easily. Like, we can really point those out, right? You can see those in yourself. When we're doing the meditative practice of quieting our minds and noticing thoughts, again, we're not judging them. We're just noticing them. So a thought would be something like, I'm unlovable. I'm stuck. I'm never going to be anybody. I'm a loser. I procrastinate too much. I can't get my shit together. I'm dumb. Whatever those thoughts are, those are those big boulders, which we've been working on, right? So we're we're seeing those. We're going, hey, you know what? Get the fuck out of the way. Get out of here. Get out of the way. So once we get those cleared out enough to the point that we can make it to the road, we think, cool, we're good. All right, great. So once we get those out of the way... We're home free, home free, baby. And that is where we are wrong because you are still going to encounter problems, conflicts, challenges along your journey from the rock quarry to the beach or the forest or a big city, wherever the fuck it is you want to go. Okay. So if you're like, I hate the beach, I don't like this analogy. Uh, First of all, relax. And also good job on (laughs) actively... being negative while you're listening to a podcast where you're trying to be positive. Okay? And not even positive, but you know what I mean. Just like, fuck, make life a little bit easier. Have a little bit of fun. Okay. It really is nice to just have fun in a harmless way. I went to dinner the other night and my buddy's got a convertible, a hard top convertible. And it was like 50 degrees here in St. Louis. And he goes, you know what? You want to pop the top off? I was like, let's do it. So we put on gloves and hats and you know, pulled the top down and cranked the heater up in the heated seats. And we were laughing and having fun. People were looking at us like we were mentally ill. And you could see a couple people, I sort of got like shook their heads like, oh, I can't believe those people say, why are you mad that we're having fun? You can also have fun. You know, like that is a simple, like a silly, like, I mean, have a good time. You know what I mean? It's not like we had the top down and then we're simultaneously shooting automatic weapons out of the vehicle. Now that would be something where like we're having fun, but we're causing harm. Okay. So you know, have a good time, but try not to shoot up a bunch of strangers in a mall, right? That's what we're trying to just have a balance in life where we're getting shit done, but also like give yourself a break, have fun, relax. 
you're going to be dead one day, so you might as well try to have a good time while you're here, okay? So back to this analogy and addressing our feelings and why it's so important to address and investigate what's underneath our feelings, okay? Feelings are indicators that something is awry. And to ignore it, just like to ignore your check engine light, is not ideal. If you don't figure out why that light keeps blinking and you keep telling yourself the story that, ah, it's probably fine. It's probably fine. The light's just probably broken. It's probably fine. Let's just keep going. If you are a car owner and you have ever done this, you know that if you do not investigate what's going on with the check engine light, your shit breaks down. And it's real fucked. And it costs a lot more money and a lot more time to fix if you can even fix the car after that. Okay, so same thing with us, with our brains, with our bodies, with our feelings. We're going to pay attention to feelings and not brush them off as like, oh, well, probably I'm just like having low blood sugar, which, by the way, is a very real thing. (laughs) So do check to make sure you've had a snack before you lash out at someone in response to a feeling. Uh, So do, do a little snack. Make sure your blood sugar's up for the ladies out there. Ladies. Check our calendars. Look, the PMS thing is real. And I actually, I love a PMS emotional outburst because it's kind of like, (laughs) it's this amped up version of what's actually going on inside you. So yeah, I'm taking something that people like to use as a negative against women and I'm making it a positive. When we are hyper emotional, we're super in touch with our feelings. Okay, And even if it's something that you're like, oh, in real life, it's not that big a deal, it kind of is. So pay attention to those two, the low blood sugar feelings, the PMS feelings. And, and I know, you know, alcoholism, please uh, steer away from this analogy if you are an alcoholic. If you're like in recovery, please <laughs> tune out to this. You know when you get a little bit buzzed and you start popping off with some wild shit and you're like, oh, God, that's kind of fucked up, or you have like, a sip of wine and you immediately start crying about something. Yes, the alcohol is a depressant, so it will lend itself to depressive emotions. Also, also, if we're being honest, sometimes that is a gateway that opens you up to feeling feelings that are very real for you. And in in a situation like that where you're having a drink or two and all of a sudden you start to cry, Here's what we're going to do. We're not going to pick up another glass of wine. We're not going to open up a new bottle. We're going to get a glass of water, pick up a pen and paper, and start to write about those feelings. Because that's real. That's real. It's just amplified. Okay? Your feelings can be amplified by different circumstances. So whether that's a chemical shift in your body due to hormonal things or, again, (laughs) not having a snack on your snack schedule. (laughs) or adding a little bit of poison to you, okay? So pay attention to all this shit because, again, feelings are real. The thoughts that are causing and triggering those feelings may not be real, which is why you need to go and check it out, just like your check engine light. It could be something catastrophic and you need the whole thing replaced. I don't know a lot about cars, so that's what you're going to get from me. I don't know. Carburetor. There. Now do I sound like I know what I'm talking about? It could also be something as simple as, oh, you just need an oil change. Which is like, oh, that's easy to fix. That's easy to fix. We can do that. But if you don't figure out what the fuck is causing your little emotional light to blink, you'll never know. And you won't fix it. And then other things will pile up. 
Okay, and now you got a bunch of shit wrong with your car, and it's the same one light blinking, and now you're like, well, no, I have no fucking idea what the problem is. Well, guess what? It's probably a lot of shit that you got to fix now. All right? So that's why it's so important to investigate these feelings. I want to talk about this here, this line in the practice, which I love, and this is something that you are going to be saying yourself during this meditation. It says, the next time you're having an emotional reaction to something, rather than denying or attempting to cover up your emotions, say to yourself, this is my truth, and now I am reacting to it. This is big. When you're feeling a feeling, you need to recognize, again, don't brush it off like, oh, this is just some emotion. No, no, no. The emotion is the truth. That is your truth. Okay? Now, when you find out what's causing it, that can be changed. Just like you can fix something that's wrong with your car, we can change a thought. We can change a behavior. Okay? You got to figure out what the problem is, and then you can fix it. That's the that's like the purpose of this meditation. And again, it's not always going to be the same. So it's not like, oh, I have a weird feeling. So there must be a negative, a fearful, limiting thought running around my brain. It could be. It could be something else. Okay? Just like with, with, the, with your car. You don't know. There are a myriad of things it could be. Okay? It could be a, a fearful, limiting thought. That's one thing that it could be. It could be a thought that entered your brain. Right? So if we're going to stick with that giant, like, boulder analogy, as you're driving down the road and you're on your way to the beach or wherever you would like to go, <laughs> okay, um, there could be a rattling in your engine and it could be that just like a pebble, some pesky little pebble jumped up and somehow got in there and it's rattling around. And your engine light goes on. Okay, well, if the light comes on and you pull over and check it, you'd be like, oh, son of a bitch. Look at this. Hmm. A little teeny tiny, fearful and limiting thought. Some shit that's just rattling around, causing a ruckus. Somehow snuck in here. And I'm glad I caught it before it became worse. And before it banged around and messed up, completely fucked up my engine. Okay? So you're going to stop and check that out. So it could be something that entered your brain fearful limiting thought. It could be um, something that maybe you did, right? A lot of times we have feelings like, oh, I feel like an asshole. And again, it's the feeling versus the thought. You want to address the feeling before it morphs into a thought, a real issue that's going to take time, okay? Again, if you don't address it, it becomes a real problem that takes more time to address. So you see the, do you see the difference between I'm just an asshole and I feel like an asshole. Do you see the difference there? So notice that with yourself. And also actually that might be a fun thing to do. Um, another kind of exercise, it's not in the book that we can try when you find yourself thinking something negative about yourself. Okay. Instead of saying I am, which is the affirmative form, <clears throat> do we notice affirmative sounds similar to affirmation? Okay, affirmation is not necessarily all this positive wisdom card shit. An affirmation can be a negation. So anytime you say to yourself, I am fill in the blank, that's an affirmative statement. You are affirming that belief to yourself, which is why when we read affirmations, we read them exactly as it's, it's written on the card, okay? So if you say to yourself, I am an asshole, you are affirming to your brain that you are, in fact, an asshole. That is now a, an affirmation that becomes a thought, that becomes a belief, that becomes a behavioral pattern, and now that's your life. And now guess what? You've become an asshole because 
you did not address that earlier and your brain was just like, oh, this is a fact. Put it in the computer. You're an asshole. I guess we're just going to behave like a fucking asshole. No, 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 no. Change that. Try this and see if this is more helpful. Okay? Instead of I'm an asshole, change it to I feel like an asshole. Okay? Instead of I'm trapped, change it. I feel trapped. Okay, well, if you feel trapped... Now we can investigate why. If you feel like an asshole, now we can look at why do you feel like an asshole? And again, same thing with the car analogy. There can be a lot of different reasons for this feeling, okay? A lot of different reasons that your check engine light is going off. Okay, we talk about the pebble. It could be a thought that popped in there. It could be something that you did. It could be something stupid you said to a friend Last week, it could be something dumb you said at a party 17 years ago that you think about constantly and you won't let it go. Not to call back, but go back to the episode, drop the ball, okay? We need to let shit go. Forgive ourselves. Let it go. Stop. Stop beating yourself up about it. But you won't know that that is affecting you in such an intense way unless you address it. Unless you stop, notice the feeling, and say, okay, what's causing this? Why do I feel like an asshole? Okay, because truth be told, you probably, unless you murdered and raped a bunch of people, you probably haven't done something that's so egregious that it's just completely unforgivable and you should be shunned from society and from your loved ones. I bet you haven't done anything that, that that's that terrible. Okay, and a lot of people are more forgiving than you think. And if somebody extends forgiveness to you for some stupid shit that you did, accept it. Okay. This goes back to the wisdom card. I dwell on positive thoughts. When we deny good that comes into our life, we are literally pushing happiness away. So if you've done something, if that feeling, whatever feelings rattling around in your brain, if that's coming, if you discover that that's coming from something that you did, that you feel like, oh, that was just a really fucked up thing. Okay. It could be something like you yelled at a friend or family member. You popped off at someone and name called them and you were really mean and abusive. Okay, but that's okay. Well, so forgive yourself. Don't do it again. It's not a failure if we learn from it. So if you're going back and you find, again, you said something shitty to someone. Maybe you had an affair. You cheated on your partner and that's driving you insane. And you're like, I just can't. I'm, I feel like such a piece of shit that I did. It's like, okay, well, it, you did it and it's done. If it's something that you're continuing to do, right? So, again, if you're continuing to be abusive to your friends and family, if you're continuing to engage in an extracurricular relationship, if you are continuing to secretly binge on addictive substances, this can be booze, drugs, food, cigarettes, whatever. If you're doing all this stuff in secret and it's becoming harmful to you, where you're lying to people about it, whatever it is that you're doing that's fucking with you and making you feel like shit, where you're beating yourself up, so you have a feeling that you're a bad person, you have a feeling that you're not worthy of love, you have a feeling that you're not worthy of success. And the success thing too, it can be something like you procrastinate, you put shit off. That's something that you could do that could lead to a feeling of, I'm just a loser, I'm a loser. Maybe you're trying to date, you're trying to get out there in the world. And you go on apps and you are not great at messaging people back or you flake on dates all the time. And that is now leading to a feeling of, oh, I'm just, I fucking, because I'm just always going to be alone. I'm just too weird. I can't get my shit together. I'm too self-conscious to even go out. 
Okay. Those are feelings. You feel that way because of a, a behavior in which you are engaging. If it's not a good feeling, once you locate the behavior, stop doing the behavior and then forgive yourself for having done it in the first place and agree to stop beating yourself up about that thing once you're not doing it anymore. Okay. And now if you've heard other people, obviously a part of that is going to be reaching out and apologizing, and, but you don't need to punish yourself forever. You're not in this like eternal state of, I, I need to pay my penance. Relax, relax. It's fine. Okay. So that would be an example of an emotion or feeling that's stemming from something that you did. And this is why it's so important to own it, own that feeling. This is your truth. Okay. When we have feelings, that is our truth. It's important to use that language because a lot of this stuff, if you really think about it, is all about ownership and taking responsibility for our actions and taking responsibility for our part in our lives being where they are right now, in this very moment right now. That's right. It's your own fault that you're listening to this fucking show. <laughs> you know, this is not my fault. This is, we don't, obviously, it's no one's fault. It's not your fault. It's just a thing. You're just where, wherever you are in your life, that's where you are. Great. The key to changing course in your life and making changes is to take responsibility for where you are. Do not blame other people. Do not blame circumstance. Do not blame life as being shit. I mean, you can if you want to, but that's not going to help you change. And this was a big light bulb moment for me many years ago. I spent so much of my life a lot of my life, I had this weird fear of abandonment. And I shouldn't say weird because a lot of people have it, where I couldn't enjoy things because I knew they were going to end. We've talked about this, I think. I used to, we'd go on family vacations and I would cry like the last day of vacation. I'd be having so much fun and then I would be like in the pool and just start sobbing as a child. My parents would be like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm so sad because. We have to go home tomorrow. It's like, gee, <laughs> okay. Now, I carried that attitude into many parts of my life, into relationships. I, the first time I had a boyfriend, I remember almost the entire relationship, I was obsessed with how sad it was going to be when it was over. And I was obsessing over and outwardly saying to my boyfriend at the time, like, I'm just worried that you're going to leave me because I'm not good enough. And this is not, it's like, Jesus Christ. Well, so then we finally broke up. And I remember he said to me, wise, wise words from, he was at the time 24, and I think I was 19. So yeah, I was legal. Uh, <laughs> relax, officer. But I remember he said to me once, he said, be careful about what you say, because I love you and I think you're great. You're constantly talking about how I'm going to cheat on you and how you're not good enough for me. He said, if you keep saying things like that, you're going to make it come true. And I know I've said this on the show before, but it's really important for this episode, so I'm saying it again. Remember that, okay? We need to not self-sabotage. Now, why am I bringing up this example again in this episode? Because this pertains very specifically to the moment of change you will have in your life when you choose to take responsibility for your actions, behaviors, and own your emotions. The majority of my life, childhood, up until I was maybe, I don't know, 30, I lived in the cycle of victimhood. 
I would say, well, I'm just sad. This is just how I am. Yeah, I'm just sad. And here's, get, get ready for it. And I know this is relatable. I'd be like, yeah, well, that's just, I just, I just have a hard time when things end. Uh, because when I was a kid, my parents got divorced. My mom left when I was eight. And I woke up. And my mom was just gone. And my dad was crying. And he took us to school. And it was really traumatic. And so because of that, I am just constantly waiting for people to leave me because I feel like I'm not good enough and I know things will end. And that's why with relationships, I'd rather just have them. I'd rather just break up before they break up with me. Let me just end this. It's going to end anyway. So why even fucking start? Okay. But the thing is I would say that, and that was all I would say. That was my story, which is a term you hear a lot when you're talking about the four agreements and cognitive behavioral therapy in general this idea that we have a story that we tell ourselves and the story is justification for our actions. Now, using my story as an example, did my mom leave when I was eight? Yes. Did that traumatize me as a child and fuck me up and instill this set of beliefs that I was not good enough, no one loved me, everything was going to end, so why even start in the first place? Yes. Those things are all true. Those are things that happened in my life. If we are going back to this analogy of the Jeep stuck in the rock quarry where we're trying to go to the beach, baby, the boulders around my vehicle and blocking my path to the road were those thoughts, okay? The thoughts that were planted in my brain when my mother left. Now, let's dissect that. Was that my fault? No. So if you had a similar experience, and I know uh, people, I know personally that some people listening have had more, way more gnarly childhoods, and people have done, I mean, things that were just like exponentially egregious. If something happened like that to you, is that your fault? No. I'm not even going to give you a pause. I'm telling you right now, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. The thoughts that entered your brain after that happened. Is that your fault? No. I did give a little pause. Because it's not your fault. You were assessing the situation at the time. And especially when you're a kid or it's your first relationship. We're all born on the planet. It's our first go around. So we don't really know what the fuck is going on. We're just processing information. We're just taking things in and going like, well, someone said it, it must be true. Uh, I saw it on a commercial, it must be true. Uh, my mom said it, it must be true. Uh, my dad did that, it must be true. Okay, so give yourself a break. And just recognize those thoughts are there and they stem from an event that was not your fault. Those thoughts are not your fault. You're not a bad person for having those thoughts. You're not a fucking loser for having negative thoughts in the first place. Don't double down on yourself. Relax. And I'm taking us back to the topic, I swear. <laughs> okay? The moment of freedom for you is going to come when you realize those thoughts were not your own, but you are responsible for allowing those thoughts to fester and become beliefs and behavioral patterns and become the life that you have today. And I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm trying to help, <laughs> okay? If you take responsibility for where you are today and ownership that you have been living in reaction to a handful of fearful and limiting thoughts and you have made the choice to believe that those are true 
and you have made the choice to not investigate those thoughts and interrogate those thoughts and say, hey, wait a minute, you know what? This isn't fucking true. And even though I've been living my entire life as though this set of truths and agreements and thoughts are real, I don't like that and they're not real and I can change a thought. I can change a behavioral pattern, okay? You can start right now. If you're 75 years old, and you've been living your life one way, and you're miserable, you can start right now. Even if you're only going to be alive for another two weeks, fucking do it. Have a good time. You know what I mean? You got two weeks left, great. Pop the top off the convertible. Drive around. Have fun. As long as you're not shooting anybody in a mall, okay? (laughs) Taking ownership of your actions and of your thoughts and of your choices especially those that are less than ideal, that have led you to a place where you are now. Taking full ownership of that gives you the power to do the opposite. Do you see how that works? If you are engaging in life as a victim of circumstance and other people, that does make it a little bit easier, right, when things are going poorly because you could be like, well, yeah, it's just fucking not my fault because that makes us feel a little bit better. In the moment, it feels good, right? Because we're not beating ourselves up. We're saying like, oh, well, it's not my fault. I tried my best. It just life just sucks and it's just hard. Oh, that actually seems nice, Wendy. I mean, you're always saying like, don't beat yourself up. So this is a great way to not beat yourself up is blame someone else or just life in general for why things aren't working out. Mm, but is it though? But is it though? <laughs> Because you're not beating yourself up, but you know what you are doing? You're taking away all of your own power, <laughs> which is, I mean, ugh. that's kind of worse, right? And that pushing blame onto other people and things is also an act of denial of the truth because the truth of the matter is, whether or not you believe it yet, the truth of the matter is you have 100% control over your thoughts and your actions and choices. That's the truth of the matter. So when you say, well, I tried, but it just didn't work out in a shitty way, because there's a way to say that, right, in a way that's not shitty. But you know what I'm talking about. We've all done it. I do it a lot of times. (laughs) I did it for the first, I think, five months of the pandemic, and then I said, all right, bitch, get your shit together. Let's move. Let's go. But you're denying yourself the truth of existence, which is that while you don't have control over a lot of things, you don't have a power over a lot of things, you have power over yourself and what you choose to, the things on which you choose to focus your attention, the things into which you choose to put your energy. That's all you, babe. That's all you. And again, if you start taking responsibility for all the shit in your life, for all the boulders piled up around your car that's stuck in the middle of the desert, if you take responsibility for that, you then go like, oh, wait a minute. If I did this, if I was able to move these big-ass boulders and block my car in, I bet I can move them out of the way and take this car someplace nicer. And you know what? You're right. You can if you want to. And I know a lot of times it's difficult to constantly be questioning thoughts and all this investigative work we've been doing on ourselves the past few episodes and blocking thoughts as they come in, it can be exhausting. 
I get it. Hey, I'm doing this shit with you. Why do you think yesterday, I mean, I think I recorded like a TikTok that I deleted and then I cried and wrote in my journal all day. You got to give yourself a break. It's exhausting. It's fucking exhausting to do this shit, especially now. A lot of us are just stuck in our homes. We're alone. I'm very much alone in this apartment in the Midwest. And every day it feels like I start from zero. It's kind of why that Jeep in the rock quarry analogy, I that popped into my head because that's what it feels like for me most days. Most days I wake up and for the first two hours I play music and dance around and, and high five and give peace signs to my Danny DeVito cutout. I talk to my cat. We play with toys in his little tunnel. I have to do activities for about two hours every day to get myself out of this depressive funk that here's the thing. And I, I know it's there and I'm already like, okay, I, this is going to happen because every day I wake up and I don't mean to get emotional, or maybe I do because it's the point of the episode. We're feeling our emotions. <laughs> but every morning I wake up and I live in a city where I know, I think, like two people. My friends and support system are in New York. I'm pretty much alone out here. And I've got to self-generate every single day. I do not have an office job to go to. I do not have, there's nothing in my day that is set in stone where it's like, okay, if you're not here, someone's going to fucking notice. I can stop making TikToks. I can stop putting out this podcast. I could stop posting on Instagram. I can stop all of that shit. And nobody would notice. And nobody would call me and be like, hey, you need to get to work. So if you're pissed off about your day job, like, this sucks, that's a benefit to having a job. Or if you're stressed out about your family, your kids, that's a benefit to having those people. Even though it's annoying sometimes and you feel like, God, I wish I could just be alone for a week. Uh, and you're right to want that because it is pretty dope to be alone a lot of times. The benefit to having those things that can be annoying sometimes is that you've got, like, built-in parameters for your day. I know I'm not the only one. There are a lot of people in my position where we can wake up and decide, fuck it. Lay in bed and cry and stare at the ceiling all day, and it would affect nobody. Nobody would reach out to be like, hey, is everything okay? And if you're in that place, like I am, I feel... I, I see you and I hear you. <laughs> um, and I feel you. It's it's tough. But you got to do the work every day again. Take responsibility. If we're going to choose to lay in bed and stare at the ceiling and be depressed all day, that's our choice. We are making that decision. If we continue to make that decision day after day, you know what will happen? We will one day wake up a month later and we will have no friends and we will have no career and we will have no aspirations because we have chosen to lay in bed and stare at the ceiling and push people and things away. We have made the decision to not respond to a text because we feel depressed. That's a decision. And I know depression's real. I please don't be like, what I but it's I get it. It's real. It's a chemical imbalance. I get it. I, I'm bipolar in case you have not fucking picked up on that yet. <laughs> okay. Do you see how many wigs I have? Look at my TikTok. I have wigs for days. 
I'm making just full-on 30-minute workout videos. I'm like, I'll start an online gym on Patreon. Let's do it. I got, And it's not – see, like – Bipolar mania, if you have the fun kind, it's not always bad. You can sometimes use that as a tool in the way that I do to create and be helpful to other people. Okay? I just know that the flip side of that creative process, and again, we're, we're finding a feeling and we're, we're not denying it. We're saying this is my truth. There are days like yesterday where I'm just so sad that I couldn't move. And instead of being like, oh, I should probably just get on medication. Or maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just lay here and die. No, that's a feeling. You feel sad. You feel depressed. You feel like you don't want to fucking do anything. You feel like if you do try to do anything, no one will give a shit anyway. Those are feelings. Instead of brushing them to the side or distracting ourselves with, you know, addictive behaviors, again... Uh, food, drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, sex, porn. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Instead of distracting ourselves with that stuff, let's address the feeling and say to yourself, this is my truth. And now I'm reacting to it. When I was so sad yesterday that I could barely move, I said to myself, this is my truth and I'm reacting to it. I feel sad. Okay, great. Let's investigate. Why do you feel sad? Well, I just listed all the reasons to you guys that I feel sad. Do that for yourself. Make a list. And don't be shy. Don't be shy and don't deny yourself your own truth. List it out. Even if it's something like, because I wish I would have never had kids. That sounds and seems horrible, but if that's a thought that you have in your head, write it down and we'll deal with it. Again, you take your car in because it's the light's going off and it's making all kinds of sounds. They start listing things and you're like, Jesus Christ, there's like 14 things I need done. You can't be like, um, mm, yeah, these other ones are too expensive. This is going to take too much work. So can we just do an oil change and uh, like flush the windshield wiper fluid? That'd be great. Thanks. No. Dig deep and find all the thoughts, no matter how painful, no matter how difficult it's going to be to address, you need to find those thoughts and pull them out and deal with it. Because... If you're someone that you're like, oh, I wish I would have never had kids, pull that thought out and let's investigate it. First of all, is that true? This is all the work. Go back to the other episodes. I don't want to go through it because I, I feel like it, it'll be too repetitive, but go back to the other episodes and do the, the investigative thought work that we've been talking about, right? Is it true? What's the source on that? Investigate it. How does it make you feel, right? Which then brings you back up to the top, to the feelings, Okay. And when you think about the fact that when you wish you never had kids, how does that make you feel? That makes you feel like an asshole. Why does it make you feel like an asshole? And then we dive back down. Okay? And you're, it's just this, this back and forth where you're just kind of like go, coming up and going back down. And coming up and going back down. You come up for air, check it out, take a breather. All right, let's find out what's going on with this fucking feeling. And the last example I will give, sorry to get so intense, I just like, <laughs> I had an intense day yesterday. And um, this feeling shit, I, I, it's, it, I know it can be uncomfortable, but I'm telling you, if you dig deep and just pull this shit out and then go back and do all the work that we've been doing the past few episodes, it's very nice. Your car runs a lot more smoothly. I feel very at peace today. I feel at peace. And I know that if I cry and I have an emotion and feeling come up, 
I, I can address it and deal with it and it's fine. Again, you're in control of what's going on in your brain. So that should incite a sense of calm and power as opposed to anxiety. And if you have anxiety about taking ownership over your own thoughts and actions, that's now you need to address that. You know how this works? Why do you feel anxious about having control over your own life? I mean, you have to answer that. I'm not going to answer that for you. Because, okay, so these are examples of all different types of questions we could do. The last thing I want to say is a feeling. It doesn't all have to be the super intense shit. It doesn't have to be all this intense shit. It can be something silly and small, right? Like if you, I feel like a loser. I just feel like a loser. Like I'm never going to get anything done. Okay, let's investigate it. That could be, again, a thought that entered your brain somehow, something that uh, you saw on social media, something you read, something someone said to you. It could be something that you did a while ago, okay, something that you fucked up and you can't stop thinking about how you fucked up a project at work and you're a fucking loser. Could also be something that you need to do, which is why it's important to investigate the feelings. Again, it's, it could just be something simple like you need to send an email. It could be that simple. It doesn't have to be this intense, like, oh, I, I think about killing my kids in the bathtub every night. It doesn't have to be that fucking intense. It can also be something like, mm, oh, shit, I got to respond to that email. It's been two days. That, it could be something simple that you need to do. Again, like your car, lights are going off. You think everything, you go in and they'll just be like, oh, you just need to add coolant. Great, it's the wintertime. I'm not even using my air conditioner. Oh, great. Yeah, I guess top it off and that took me 10 minutes and cost me 20 bucks. Great. Done. That's why when your emotional check engine light goes off, just find out what's going on. Because can you see in this analogy of like with the email, right? Using this example. If your thing, and this happens to me a lot. This is my kind of, um, this is like my big thing. <laughs> It'll be something like returning a text or responding to an email. Something that simple. Something that simple that would take me literally 60 seconds, okay? I put it off for a day. It's in the back of my head festering like, I got to send that email. I got to respond that. Oh, fuck. I, I hit like on my friend's picture of their birthday party on Instagram, but I didn't write happy birthday and I should probably go kill myself. <laughs> I had that happen. I was scrolling through Instagram and it was my friend's birthday and I was going to click like and I'm like, oh, wait, if I click like, then I have to write happy birthday. I'm like... It's 15 seconds of your day and you're in your apartment. You're looking at your phone anyway. Just do it. Okay? So the thing that's making you borderline suicidal and question your value to uh, another human being or society in general could be something as simple as you need to respond to an email. You need to write back, sounds great, thanks, send. That's all you have to do. Okay? So when you have a feeling, don't just don't deny your truth, baby. If the check engine light's going off, don't deny that truth. And yeah, it could be, it, it could be that the light's malfunctioning. It could be, again, you just have low blood sugar. But check it out. And make sure it's nothing. Don't just assume, well, probably I need a snack. 
and I would have a snack except for I'm such a, such a fat piece of shit that I don't deserve to eat. That's another fucking spiral that you could go down. Okay? So it's emotionally <laughs> exhausting sometimes and mentally exhausting because you're taking emotions which are real and now you're going underneath you're looking under the hood huh took me almost an hour to get to that fucking analogy and you're trying to find out what's causing this problem why is my emotional check engine light flicking on and off let's see it could be nothing it could be a fucking bird flew up under in there and it somehow managed to survive and laid eggs it could be a big fucking problem that you need to address Okay, or it could be nothing. It could be that they're like, oh, the wiring on the light is fucked up. Here, have a granola bar while you wait in the lobby. You seem kind of on edge. We're not sure if you have a blood sugar problem. Okay, so that's what we're doing in this practice. And I like this because, again, this is something that you can do in waking life. You do not need to be lying down in a meditative state floating in lotus position on a pillow. This is every day. You feel something and boom, investigate it. I feel like shit. Okay. Why? And just, it becomes easier as you do it more often. I love doing this shit. I mean, that's why I love, I feel like I'm going to cry. And I'm like, oh, here we go. We're going to uncover some shit. And then you deal with it and your life is much nicer afterwards. It's just easier. It's just lighter. Okay. So let's <clears throat> calm down. There we go. Oh. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Got some good music going on. All right. Let's chill out. Find someplace comfortable to sit or lie down. Roll out your shoulders. Get nice and loose. And what we're going to do right now, because I'm sure you got a lot of feelings bubbling up in you like most humans do. Most of us have a lot of different feelings going on at once. I want you to locate the loudest feeling. What's the most overwhelming feeling you have? It could be now. It could be some wave of emotion that hit you a few weeks ago, a couple days ago, the last big wave of emotion that you felt. Or maybe it's the same wave of emotion that crashes over you on a regular basis. I want you to find that emotion, identify that feeling, and you can say it out loud, you can say it in your head, but let's go ahead and like actually identify the feeling specifically, so whatever it is for you, I need you to get that statement, that feeling statement, that I feel statement, I want you to see it visually in your head as your eyes are closed and you're listening to this music, because that's the feeling we're going to start to work underneath that. We're going to go deep underneath that. Okay. I feel sad. I feel trapped. I feel worthless. I feel like a loser. I feel like an asshole. I feel hopeless. Whatever it is, get that I feel statement. It's a big one for you. Your eyes are closed. I like to picture it like it's on a big movie screen in front of me. So just picture that part like a big movie screen. And as you're meditating and just breathing, when you see those words on the screen in front of you, you're going to look at that and you're going to say to yourself, Hey, self, 
Do you see that statement up there, that feeling statement? That's our truth. That is your truth, and you are reacting to it. No matter how uncomfortable, just look up at the words on the screen and say to yourself, this is my truth, and I am reacting to it. From there, we're going to discover and uncover and repair the things that are causing you to have that feeling, the things that are contributing to that truth. As you are digging under the surface, under the hood of this feeling, as it were, you might want to picture that movie screen with the I feel statement up there. Maybe that scene changes and maybe it flashes back to an incident in your life. Okay, maybe it flashes back to something from your childhood. Maybe it flashes back to something that you said to someone, something that you did to hurt someone in the past. Maybe something that someone did to you. Or maybe it flashes to something simple like your inbox and you need to go clear out your emails. Whatever it is, let's start to reveal the underlying causes, triggers for this emotion, okay? Now that we've got that in our head, now you start processing that. We're going to do three deep breaths and drift off into this meditation. So nice deep breath in. Hold it at the top. And exhale. Good. Nice deep breath in. Last one, relax your shoulders and your face and your fingers. Nice deep breath in. Hold it at the top. And exhale.
Welcome back. I hope that was good for you. Uh, it's pretty fun, right? Interesting. Interesting. I hope you found some interesting things. Or maybe you discovered that the, uh, the, the things make a noise under that hood. Maybe you already knew what the fuck was down there. I don't know what happened for you. But whatever happened for you, whichever scenes flashed up on that movie screen, whichever thoughts or actions from your past or things that are currently going on with you, things that you need to do, whatever came up for you, the next step is hopefully going to be a little bit easier is to apply the work we've done in other episodes to those things that you uncovered, okay? To the stuff causing the emotion. So that's, again, and get out a piece of paper if you want to write down the things that came up for you and make kind of an action plan, right? So if it's a thought, we're investigating it. Is it true? Who put it there? If it's something that you're doing, if it's a behavior, baby, stop. If it's something you need to do, do it. And the icing on top of all that is once you start working to fix these issues, be nice to yourself about it. Forgive yourself. Drop the ball. Move on. Get over yourself. Okay? <laughs> like, whatever. It's fine. Move forward. Move forward. Fix what's rattling under your hood. Drop that convertible top and get your ass to the beach. Okay? I love you. You're doing great. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.